presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everybody, this is the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Scotty Via and Paralegal Mike are back after... Mike, what a week we had watching a lot of pro wrestling. How are you, pal? Oh, got an illness. I got the Scotty V illness. Ooh, it's, but, it's a uh, rough one. Coming down from that high, that was AEW in Winnipeg. My goodness, what a show. Dude, your first AEW experience. We'll get into the show in a second, but and we'll get into other stuff here pretty quick here, but that first AEW experience watching Dynamite Live. How was it? Oof, I had a, a fun old time. <laughs> you can get people chanting at local wrestling shows. Yeah, you started quite a few chants. You had a good handful of chants that were started during AEW Dynamite, so you can uh, hang out. Welcome, welcome to a packed arena in a hot <laughs> crowd. Yeah, man. Uh, watching back, I still got to watch it back in full. I've watched pieces, but uh, I think this weekend I'm going to watch it back in full from beginning to end to get that full experience. But um, a blast in Winnipeg for their AEW Dynamite debut. Oh, it! they couldn't be happier with how that show turned out. Agreed. Uh, just from everything I've seen on the dirties and whatnot, uh, quote unquote officials were very happy with the show in Winnipeg. Uh, so that's good. That's good for us Canadians, especially out here in the prairies where sometimes getting uh, the big companies to come out more than once a year, once every two years is, is a bit tough. So very excited about uh, a good turnout in Winnipeg and some more great announcements about AEW coming back to the prairies this summer. Yeah, it was it was wild that we got those announcements before we even saw the show in in Winnipeg. Yeah, I think we were sitting there uh in a little pub there waiting for us to enter uh canada and arena in winnipeg and or canada life whatever it is 
and my phone starts blowing up like nonstop yeah. vibrating. I'm like, God damn, my family group chat's just going nuts. What is going on? I'm trying to just enjoy some pro wrestling, chatting with some great friends, and it's all about AEW making its debut in Alberta and Saskatchewan. And dude, it, it's awesome. They're coming to Edmonton, Calgary, Saskatoon, and Regina this summer. Great chances to watch and AEW. I mean, not, and not to mention Forbidden Door. Ooh, buddy. In Toronto. That's huge. I think that is huge. I think that speaks volumes to how well that first Toronto show went in October. And they're they're bringing a pay-per-view up north. It's awesome. You know what? Like great market in Toronto. Obviously, like WWE's had huge success there. Like I believe the biggest raw they ever had was in in Toronto. Yep. I believe that's still true. You're usually the guy who would fill me in with that, but I'm pretty sure um, it is. 41,000 some change, I think. It, it's possible. Probably around somewhere in the Attitude Era, maybe right post-Attitude Era. I'm not on it. Was, it was definitely Attitude Era. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Um, but yeah, great news for Canadian wrestling fans. AEW is bringing their shows and a pay-per-view to Canada this summer. And I, I'm so goddamn happy for it. Super pumped for it. Uh, yeah, just just great seeing AEW getting on the road. Uh, Calgary's getting a house show during Stampede. They're getting a Dynamite in Edmonton. Saskatoon's getting a Dynamite. And then two days later, Regina is getting Rampage. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people traveling this summer to watch AEW. And I think that's a great thing for their brand in, in, in this country, specifically out in the prairies here. Also great thing for the cities it's involved in. Yeah, very curious to see the turnouts. Uh, I'm a little nervous for Regina. I'm not going to lie. A lot of times we here in Regina love the idea of something, but then don't fully support it and don't go. So I'm a little worried. I thought for sure we'd get a house show before we got a, a, a televised show, but I'm hoping everyone proves me wrong. I'm hoping people travel to Regina and Saskatoon, much like a lot of us did to travel to Toronto and Winnipeg to support AEW's first two shows in Canada. By the way, talking about wrestling on the prairies, Mike, before you and I went to uh, Winnipeg for AW Dynamite and Rampage, double taping, um, oh. we, <laughs> we hit up local pro wrestling. The Friday before, my wife and I hit up ringside wrestling here in Regina in the Queen City, and it was another great turnout, a lot of fun. They started a tag team tournament to crown some new tag team champions. And I'm not going to lie, Mike, sometimes when I see themed pay-per-views, like in wrestling, I know Impact Wrestling used to do like all cage matches pay-per-views and all ladder matches pay-per-views. I, it gets old real quick. You know, like how many times can you do a different tag team matches? But we did. I, saw, I think we saw four tag team matches and they were very well done, entertained by all of them. I thought the guys in ringside, this is the best they've looked in a long time. And the ring looks great. It looks like a brand new ring and great turnout again in the Eastview Community Center. Lots of fun. My only critique with them, with ringside wrestling, whether you're listening or not, if you tell me bell time's 8 o'clock, I don't want to see you fiddling with your cameras and your equipment at 8.05, 8.10. Like, let, <laughs> let's, let's get that going a bit so we're a little bit closer to an a advertised bell time. I know cards subject to change all the time, but, man, sometimes there's I'm just lagging. I'm like, what would you guys do all day? You couldn't have set that up two hours ago? I know things take time, but... Let's let's dial that in a little bit. Let's get the show started on time because it's an eight o'clock bell time. Goes till about ten thirty and on a Friday night. And uh yeah, let let's get her going here. But um that's an old grandpa Scotty's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> 
that is just a nitpick though. That is uh minor compared to like just how much that show is super fun and a lot of uh, a lot of great wrestling there. I'm sure it was. A lot of people was don't a good care time. for me there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the hottest heel in that promotion. You really are. The, the, I'm not going to lie. I thought at some point, because you and I have been to many ringside wrestling shows, you're getting more attention from the crowd sometimes than the, the wrestlers and the managers, which to me uh, makes me think, why are they not approaching you to be some sort of character within this show? And, you know, people hate you. So why not? Oh, there, there are some people who definitely hate your boy yes yes um uh, but you know we're getting there we're getting there but uh so that was the friday night the following saturday night you and i went to canadian wrestling late cwe at the owl here in regina and we saw some great wrestling once again and headlined by yeah, I, I actually i thought the show was good i thought i'm with you dude i thought it was very good uh, it, great wrestling guys really, really performed there and gave it all. A lot of guys laid their stuff in. A lot of things look tight. And again, you can't beat it. It's such a fun show. Great turnout. Lots of people showing up. Uh, let's be honest. There's, they serve booze. The owl's right around the corner. So that definitely helps people have a little bit more fun. <laughs> right. Mike? It, def- it definitely helps me have a little bit more fun <laughs> and wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I I love seeing Cowboy James Storm wrestle. I, I wish I could have seen him more on a bigger platform. Most of his career in the big leagues was with TNA and Impact. He had a little stint in NXT. Uh, always been a fan of his work. And to you know, give him a high five, he's right beside me when a little shenanigans goes on. That little personal touch definitely helps. I mean, in the past, we've, we've seen a high five to fist bumped Rhino at CWE shows. I'm curious to see who the next big wrestler is they have coming throughout the year. Uh, but yeah, CWE was a was a blast as always. And uh, let's be honest, Mike was one of the biggest heels in the, the show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I'm not as hated there. Uh, no, I I think that crowd is more of your kind of crowd and crowd that will understand and have fun with you. It's it it is that more of a crowd. The ringside wrestling show a little bit more of a older crowd or really young crowd. I mean, let's get real. Uh, I was a uh rubbing elbows with the boys <laughs> so you were making friends left and right you were you know he, he let's be honest you're entrepreneuring you're spreading the word of the in my house pro wrestling podcast all night long and who knows oh, yeah. maybe one day when uh the show uh you know reaches mega levels that we're trying to get to we can get some of these guys on and chat with them there's a couple wrestlers there that i don't think i've ever seen before and man they were fun to watch they were great there, so. it, like i said work like and nothing against ringside, but the work in CWE. I'm, I'm gonna just... nitpick. Yeah. Oh, here's a nitpick. Here's Scotty yeah. nitpick. Here's the nitpick, and it's a big one. I don't even know if I can call it a nitpick. I might just call it a full blown issue. Come on, you guys. Your ring looks like dog shit. It looks awful. It looks like something I would find in a backyard wrestling ring. And when I see Ringside Wrestling, who is a much smaller, much more local promotion, has a fantastic looking and sounding ring. CWE, you got to pick your stuff up. Let's get a refresh on that. Maybe go get a refurb, whatever you need, but you've got to liven that ring up to make it look like, all right, we're a, a premier elite uh, local wrestling company in, in, in Canada here. Got to start looking the part. It's my only critique. Look premier. Yep. You guys know who Scotty is. He's Johnny Critique. <laughs> well, if they don't like it, they can start their own fucking podcast and talk shit about me. I yeah. don't <laughs> you know what and we hope you do we hope you do 
it'll be more fun. Um, but I, I can't say enough really fun things about going to these shows and having a blast uh, with the entire crowd. It, it is a great time. So uh, if Ringside Wrestling or CWE are in your area, buy tickets. You can buy them cheaper if you pre or pre-buy them or at the door. They're still very reasonable, and it's a it's a blast. So go check it's them out. It's a fun night out. It is a fun night out. It really is. Let's let's be honest. Before we get into AW Dynamite here, many shows that you and I have gone to, you've brought a crew of people that haven't watched wrestling since the Attitude Era or never watched wrestling at all. Yeah, or their, at their all. brother watched it, right? So you know when we when that crew comes, they have a blast and they can't wait to come to the next one. So great stuff. Lots of fun out. But but the meat and potatoes. Let's get to the big leagues. We're making that trip. Me, you, my wife, driving down day of from Regina to Winnipeg to see AEW Dynamite in Winnipeg, the home of Kenny Omega, the home of the Ocho Chris Jericho. Don Callis lives there, too. Uh, Don, yeah, Don Callis is the guy. <laughs> Dude, we were pumped about this from the day we got tickets, from the day it was announced, and we're like, we have to go, we must go, and we did. Getting into the city was uh, a bit of a battle. It was a bit of a drive, <laughs> but uh, we made it. Uh, great to see a great crowd. Easy to get into the, st- into the arena, too. It, one of the easier shows I've been to in that kind of arena. Yeah, really well done. You get in, all of a sudden they're doing dark uh, elevation matches, which was fun to see. I might get into my beef with dark matches before televised shows, either this show or another show, but put a pin in that. Uh, (laughs) For me, I never thought I'd hear this live. And even though it wasn't the full experience to hear the Hardy Boys music when Matt Hardy came out, big time pop. Oh, crowd was loving it. Yeah, it's just it's that music. You, no matter what it, it could be imitators of the hardy boys coming out but if it's that music the crowd's popping and it was a great crowd in winnipeg i don't know the official number but a, a great turnout and a very lively crowd uh throughout the 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 dark tapings uh but that countdown getting into dynamite justin roberts announced it does a great job of updating the crowd hey guys we're live in two minutes 90 seconds 60 seconds 10 seconds you know super fun but I mean, dark matches are fine. They're exactly that. Mm-hmm. Short and sweet. Good way to showcase local talent, which hats off to all those who got to perform. Uh, yeah, good job. There's a lot of local talent. Like they're, some of the local talent were getting cheered because they're known in Winnipeg, in the Winnipeg area. And I think that's great. The same thing happened in Toronto when I was there. You know, local talent getting the, the shot and getting cheers because they're from that city or that those indie league wrestling leagues around that city. So great to see. But, you know, you're there to do a, re- a job, make someone else look good and pin me, pay me. And guess what? Maybe opening a door in the future for you. Absolutely. Pay that's, your dues. Pay your dues. That's what you want when you're an independent wrestler. If you're getting that call up to do a dark match. Your that's your audition tape right there from the second you walk into the building. So uh, congrats to all those wrestlers that got that chance. I hope you make a million bucks and get signed to big, big deals one day. And some of you, I hope you don't. You know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. Ginger. <laughs> well, let's talk AEW Dynamite. Dude, the pyro goes off. I love openings of wrestling shows with lots of pyro and fire. And it, the, the intro videos playing, the crowd's going wild. Loved it. We get MJF's rebar mitzvah right oh, off the bat. Didn't I didn't so think we'd get it right off the dancing, bat. Dancing around. Oh, I was having a blast. <laughs> Dude, we were having so much fun. We had great seats uh, on camera quite a bit. We got some good camera time. So can't complain there. Uh, and MJF coming out for the rebar mitzvah was 
so much fun. The guy obviously is money on the mic and making that segment great. Uh, dude, just a lot of fun. You're just waiting for that turn where he just turns it on the fans because we were having fun with them. I um I found it weird too because like I didn't know what to expect out of that, and they they really capitalized during that bar mitzvah. The girls coming out with them. He referenced back to his real bar mitzvah when he was 16 when he lost his B card, which was Maximania. And it was a great, great line, too. Great line. But then we get the interruption with Jungle Boy and Jungle Boy's music, which that music hits and it's over. Crowd singing and chanting and waving their arms. It really is infectious live. Yeah, right? It is. And sorry, gang. Max is my boy. Anyone who knows me. Yeah. He's a bust. Wrestler of the year. That's right. But, um, (laughs) When Jungle Boy's music hit, I'm like, oh, okay. This is what we're doing. Yeah. All right. And then Sammy Guevara hit the ring. Crowd, huge booze from the crowd for Sammy Guevara. But then Darby Allen hit the ring. Huge pop for Darby Allen. And then we all had to admit, well, shit. AEW is stepping up to the plate and using this four pillars. To tell a hell of a story. And we got one. I think everything that was said and done, because Max, uh, you know, starts off by saying, what's everyone, what are you guys doing here? Why are you interrupting my, my rebar mitzvah? And everyone goes at the same time. I want a title shot. And the crowd pops for that. I thought it was really well done. Uh, and then we get into each guy saying their, their piece and, and airing out the grievances about MJF, which not going to, I'm not going to lie, man, live. I was like, this is going on a little long, guys. And it did feel a little long, didn't it? It felt long and uh, it felt a touch corny uh, when Jungle Boy was talking and then uh, Darby Allen was talking. I thought Sammy did a good job because he's the heel. He can do a I, good job. I did think Sammy did well. I also didn't mind Darby. Sure, yeah. his delivery isn't as good as like some pros out there. Mm-hmm. I get that. I thought it was a really solid promo from him still, though. Watching live, I was like, all right, we're getting a little long. When I've gone back and watched it, completely different i enjoyed jungle boy i enjoyed darby i enjoyed sammy uh saying their piece and everything hit a little bit different when i was watching at home i'm not sure why but in the crowd i was like all right well sounds a little little i think production helps with that when it's actually on tv gradually we had incredible seats hard cam side hard cam bro hard but um i i'm with you maybe it did feel long but we wanted the action we knew what the night had and we were just like, all right, let's 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 get to some matches here. Yeah, uh, but that doesn't take away from everything that happened. We all saw what happened. Big schmoz happened. Max goes through the, and lands on the cake. Uh, I thought Max reacted so well to everything. He Max even retorted back, which was great. Uh, Max does did what he does. And, uh, you know, we've all seen it. It's almost, it's about a week old now. So we've definitely all seen it and watched it and probably going to watch it again. Great opening segment. Um for me personally, I thought it was better to watch it on television than sitting in the crowd. Not that I didn't like it in the crowd, but I was like, all right, where's this all going? I like that Max's music hit and I got to see him. Yeah, in person. that's true. Can't I, I won't deny you there. Last time I saw him in person, he was sitting, you know, a, a balcony above me in Toronto, just staring with that that big gold chip or poker chip because he was going to cash in on Mox. But uh, yeah, great. great I will start. say. I will say too, we talked about it. We we talked in length on our five, almost six and a half hour drive home. Yeah. Um, they are burying their company a little too much. I very rarely agree with Uncle Dave, but 
when you you kind of undersell rampage and dark and elevation these are tools you have for your promotion so maybe stop doing that yeah obviously you're referencing when jungle boy says max you've never you've had everything handed to you you've never worked dark or you've we've never all, worked youtube shows you never even worked rampage yes and i was like wow man like what does that say but max is quick to respond because he's like hey like i don't need to right i didn't need someone to get me over i didn't need sting i didn't need christian i didn't need jericho which i thought was a great line till the crowd started chanting wardlow because he had wardlow at the beginning of the aw career uh but wardlow's not an established legend like all these other guys are no so Wardlow's a nobody yeah <laughs> yeah again great opener super fun to experience those uh entrances live uh, hearing those guys speak live, I, it, it was great to see Darby live and doing his little thing, even though it was a little bit. But I love when they start planting seeds for Darby because you just know it's going to end up with a great big car crash of a match and guy giving his all. And that's that was part of his promo. He gives everything to pro wrestling. So um, g- great, great fun to see. What do we get next? We got Blackpool Combat Club versus the Dark Order. It was a, tri- it was a trio style match. And... I love the John Moxley entrance. I love this music. I love him coming through the crowd and spitting and throwing the water. We got that next. I'm singing wild thing along with you, which dream come true right there. That's all it is. Dream come I, true. Uh, I, I like the fun of like, where is he? Where yeah. is he going to come out of? Yeah. Super fun. And he, he cut a lap. I think they may have went to commercial break at that point, halfway through the entrance. I'm not hundred percent sure, but. Uh, then you get the Dark Order coming out and the return of Stu Grayson, who later sa- announced that he was all elite once again. Um, but we got a really good trios match plus a heel Blackpool Combat Club. I think they've gone full heel, Mike. Yeah, it's uh, you have to do something with them without Danielson there, which I mean, we're both in the camp of he's going Ring of Honor. I, I, I do anyway. I think he's going ring, ring of honor. I don't. I, I don't think it happens yet. I think eventually they do a few more things with him in, in AEW. Then I think he'll maybe wrap up in ring of honor by putting someone over huge. I just don't think he's there yet. I I just don't know how he's going to be a bad guy. He's beloved. Mox, uh, I buy. Claudio, I buy. For me, I don't know. Like, what is the Blackpool Combat Club now? I'm still kind of going by the original mission statement, which was let's kick ass and beat everyone up and take all the titles. And they've done none of that. Even when Regal <laughs> was there, they've done none Bunch of, that. of losers. It really is. Mox was a champ for a while. They didn't win the tag titles. They didn't win the TBS. They didn't win the all Atlantic international Canadian hardcore 15 kilogram championship, whatever the fuck it's called now. What about Claudio and Wheeler? Oh, they work for a company that has a YouTube show. Cool. <laughs> Cool. The belts are worth uh, more than that company is right now. Oh <laughs> wow! Yep. I I just I got no ill will towards Ring of Honor, but you're not a real show yet. I know you're just getting off the ground again, but fuck me, let's go do something. But I I agree. But um, a fun little match. I think the Dark Order finally looked like a a real <laughs> wrestling faction. First time in two years, three years, however long it's been. Evil Uno heading off the top, giving himself a grabber later in the night. <laughs> I've been there, Uno, many times. Have you ever tried to walk upstairs after McDonald's? Exactly. <laughs> um, but I, it was a fun match. It, it, it served it its purpose on a television show. 
After this, we got the TBS championship match, uh, the open challenge by Jade Cargill. She said she wants Winnipeg's finest. She wants Canada's finest. Anyone to step up. Uh, we get jobber number three of the evening, I think, including from going yep. back to dark matches. Quick squash match, which seemed to be expected. Which boy, glad she got uh, the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we get the squash match. She gets on the mic. This is all Canada's got. Renee Paquette gets in the ring. Renee Paquette. She gets Paquette. it there. <laughs> she uh, says, you know, great job and everything like that. And she starts getting in Renee's face. She's Canadian. She said, maybe I should fight you. And then we get the debut of Taya Valkyrie in uh. AEW uh, to not a huge reaction. I'd say a, a, a decent little reaction. A mid, a mid pop. Yeah, it, it was a mid pop. But just from by the sounds of it, when it comes to spoilers online, that the word that Taya was coming in was out there in full effect. So I think that definitely hampers quite a bit of what that debut could have been, which sucks for her. But that's just the way it goes in pro wrestling. Got to keep that stuff quiet. But we get her coming out, confronting Jade. Jade leaves. Taya takes out her little sidekick. And that's it. That's it. She's got some fun little music. I think she's probably going to be, entrance-wise, a fun entrance like uh, Bianca Belair. Very catchy tune. She's going to bounce to the ring. Awesome. Cool. Good to go. Um, So we got that, which was... Man, I... if it wasn't spoiled, I thought it would have been a great surprise. I think the Canadian crowd knows who Ty Valkyrie is. I think it's a good threat for Jade Finally, I think if that was your goal, you did well there. I, I agree. Um, Taya, since she was released from WWE in the pandemic, has worked Impact and MLW, NWA. Uh, she's out there, you know, getting the, the the reps back in again. And I'm hoping for once, if we can get a new superstar, a new wrestler in AEW, they become a regular on television, not a debut. And then we see video packages and interviews with them for a month and a half. And then I got to go find them on Rampage somewhere. I want more. I want more. But um, nice to see she's back, Mike. Then after that, we get into the AEW International Championship. Orange Cassidy defending his championship against the chosen one. Double J Jeff. <laughs> I couldn't wait. Could you? <laughs> Let's say this first. Crowd did not hate Double J. Pretty split, Mike. I was cheering for him. The guys to your right, which were, you know, pretty solid heel section, were cheering for him. I, I thought he looked great, my friend. He, I thought I, it was a good match, and the guy could still fucking go. I had to announce, um, you know me, love me a heel. Yep. It's the one time I had to say, not this one, boys. <laughs> not this one. <laughs> Because the pop for Orange Cassidy was massive. And yes, I yes. agree. Double J looked great in the ring. Yeah. And man, he can garner heat. He just can. Oh, the strut. How many times did he hit that strut? In the first five minutes of the match. Two or three, Mike. Two or three. Loved it. And God. But he was he was getting the reaction he wanted. Yeah. That's what Double J is there to do. He's there to get that full-blown heel heat. So when Orange Cassidy beats him up, the crowd just loves Orange Cassidy even more. And it's working. It really is working. Uh, for I love Double J, but yeah, I'm cheering for Orange Cassidy when he wins. I'm popping for his music and his entrance. There's nothing that you can boo about Orange Cassidy. The guy looks great. He works great. And he's beating up a really, really good bad guy. It's like we've said it before, like Orange is the quiet killer for this company. The guy is so over. Yeah. And what he's doing in ring is just backing it up. 
This is this is a, this is a great wrestling match. Like really a is. great wrestling match. Probably the not so much stick for Orange. Uh, yeah, like if, if you're looking for traditional professional wrestling, this was the match on the card for you. Absolutely, it was. There was some brawling outside, but not for too too long. Which I don't like a lot of brawling on the outside of the ring. It doesn't really do a whole lot, and it's usually all the same shit. We got some of that, but we got it in the ring, and Double Jail healed the fuck out of him, out of everybody. And Orange Cassidy came back, blew a hot comeback whenever he needed to, and the crowd loved it, and it was great. I, I, I thought there was no way in hell Orange is retaining this title. I thought Double J's got so much heat. There's no way that Double J's walking out of Winnipeg with this title. I, I thought for sure if he had it, he'd lose it next week. And how many times do I got to tell you? Stick with the Fed. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Orange Cassidy retained uh, with a great match. I was shocked, but loved every second of it, uh, which I think was, I think it was the right call. Now I, I'll say that. I would hope, but like, yes, Orange <laughs> should keep that title because he's gonna be nowhere near the AW title picture. True, but you, you got to admit, if Double J had won that inter inter international championship, you couldn't have hated that either. He's a really good bad guy. That would just, if Orange won it back, it's just that much bigger of a win for Orange. My, my question is to you, do you think Tony Khan's a coward for not putting the strap <laughs> on Double J? Uh, no, I'm not one of those Twitter fans out there that anytime that the promoter doesn't do something, uh, I hope to happen. I'm going to call him a coward. I'm not that He's guy. a coward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So great, great stuff. Uh, the Winnipeg crowd loved it. It was fantastic. Uh, we get into the the outcasts coming in. Soraya, Tony Storm, Ruby Soho coming out, cutting a promo, saying that they run this place now, talking shit about uh, the women's division, how they were treated like shit by AEW fans when they came into the company. Uh, Soraya called everyone twats. I thought it was very funny. It's a great well, word. Gets you in trouble. Yeah, it gets you in trouble. TBS does not like the word twats. Fine. So, that might even be the name of this episode. You never know. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but it ended up with Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker coming out uh, to fight the outcasts. Obviously, they're outnumbered. Then Riho and oh, who else was with Riho? There was a couple other girls with Riho. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't know. Her friends. They come <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> her friends yeah her friends they come out chase off the outcast which for me i'm good with your base as long as i start seeing some one-on-one matches leading up to what will essentially be a, a, a six-woman tag i imagine maybe even well, yeah, wasn't uh, it wasn't it tony storm Britt baker with frio i know i don't know no it, it was uh Britt baker and jamie Hayter, and then rio came up for the save i thought rio came up with some other people I don't know, but well, they're all in denim. It was a weird look. Yeah. Oh, Canadian tuxedo, Mike. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> I wear it, but what was happening there was was not great. Um, yeah, I'm happy for the outcasts. It's a that's a faction I want to buy into. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, all of them can work. Again, the last uh, pay per use, Soraya looked great. Looked to be back to best she's uh, best she's been. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm hoping for some. Singles matches, maybe some tag. And if it ends up in a, in a war game style blood and guts match, as long as they put in the work, I'm good with it. So we'll war see. War games. Happens. Yeah, exactly. But that, Mike, it takes us to the main event. First oh. of all, for the trios oh. championship, 
out comes house of black which awesome awesome entrance uh good friend of ours uh the caravan crew were sitting the same bowl as us lower bowl but right by the stage so they got a great shot of the entrances and i'm hoping evan posted again on their caravan social media page uh because it was very cool to see that angle with the fire and everything shooting up out comes house of black to man it was really cool to see that entrance in person brother very cool house of black's awesome yeah very you know awesome. what's you know what the worst part is i didn't hate a single team in this match it's tough because you're just like this is awesome i'm, I'm getting three elite style teams love them all it's hard to hate the house of black because they're great at what they do they've got julia black with them who is a, a babe and does her i think it does her job very well even though she doesn't have to do Man. a lot she adds to the she adds to that so that's good but talk about three guys who are great at wrestling yeah dude great stuff when it comes to the house of black but then we get the elite entrance oh baby the elite come out do that entrance in, in person that elite entrance is just awesome to see and that song was so much fun to sing that's one of the things i was very much looking forward to uh for dynamite in winnipeg so dude we got the elite entrance in person I, I still, I want to hear super kick party next time, next time. That that's my hope. Um, but then obviously we get the Judas entrance with Jericho appreciation well, society and the crowd singing their heart out. One person uh, that I know his uh, name is paralegal. Mike is like, I'm not singing that song, but when you're in the crowd and you're singing the song, I sang the song. <laughs> you sure did. Uh, like you have to, it just hits in a way where you're like, well, God, damn it <laughs> exactly it was so much fun you know thousands of people singing the song at the same time making jericho smile which is great uh mike we got a, an amazing 30 minute main event and we saw all the hits they the, the build up to jericho and omega finally going at it um yeah i've been stopped a couple times mike i will tell you this i love watching the elite wrestle house of black yeah Dude, see it in person was fucking awesome. Seeing those guys hit all their signature shit, but seeing the the House of Black being monsters, unreal. Yeah, and it's and nothing against the Jericho Appreciation Society. Sammy looked great. Mm -hmm. Jericho looked great. Did did the job with those kind of guys. And who? Danny Garcia. Yep. Yeah. Also looked awesome. He did. Even great. his match on Rampage looked really good. Buck Styles rules. You guys knew it was happening. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Some people like it. Some people don't. I happen to like it. I, I'm good with it, but just don't tell me it's not going to be that kind of match. And then it is. Uh, Mike, um, one thing for me real quick, and then I'll let you jump in. Yeah. Seeing Kenny hit his, hit, get his shit in and doing that dive over oh, the top oh, rope and the Bucks oh. going. The Terminator clap. It, yes. Highlight, highlight of the year so far. So doing that cool. clap. I was losing my mind. Yeah. And then Kenny yep. hitting that over the top rope uh, uh, splash onto Jericho. God damn. I, I could watch that over and over. It just. the the Like Scotty loves to say the car crash you wanted. Yep. Unreal. Mike, what stood out the most to you? From the, the whole takeaway of the show or that match? That match. Oh, Brody King. Brody King's a fucking star. Yeah, when 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 this company wants to go into a pro wrestling angle, he needs to be the next big heel world champion. I, I'm never going to let that go. 
dude's a monster. It you know what match I want to see out of it though yeah. is um Kenny and Buddy Murphy. That match has to happen. I know we're getting a great match this week on Dynamite with uh, the El Vikingo and Kenny Omega, but you're not wrong. I think a main event on a Dynamite or a pay-per-view could be headlined by Kenny Omega and uh, Buddy Matthews. Whenever those two interact, it's building where you're like, get these guys in a ring one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Malachi because he looks great in the ring yep. uh, with anyone, but so does Kenny. But something about when him and Buddy square off, I'm just like, man, I could watch this go for 25 minutes. I agree. I agree. I, uh, myself, personally, I could put take out Buddy Matthews in that spot, and I put in Brody King because I just think Kenny versus Brody is such a styles clash. Big man, smaller man, but both guys can do big shit, flippy shit, whatever you want to call it. They can do it all, and we've seen Brody King just destroy guys. So, uh, Mike, AW Dynamite, our first one together in the books in Winnipeg. Experience-wise, I'm just going to give it a, a 9.5. I had a fucking blast at this show. It was great. Great show. I'm going to give it I'm gonna give it uh, as a whole viewing experience, Dark and Rampage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it an 8.5. That, that's a great, great call. We'll get into Rampage. Just for day. the amount of wrestling, but but for Dynamite alone, yeah. yeah. I, I could stand by your score, like a 9.95. Absolutely. Excellent two hours of wrestling. Uh, just real quick, obviously, you can even guess it. After the shows, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Don Callis came out, talked to the Winnipeg crowd about being from Winnipeg, uh, shared some nice little moments, wearing the Winnipeg Jets jerseys, and guaranteeing that they'll be back sooner rather than later, which I love hearing. I love seeing that kind of stuff off camera. I think they were recording it for something anyway, but great show for AEW Dynamite. Uh, merch stand, we can do some work. We can do some work on those merch stands, AEW. Maybe bring some more product Pro, in. ProWrestlingTees.com. <laughs> Support Danhausen. Uh, yeah. We've got a, that, a Torrin Peckhausen. Ooh, that was a tough blow not having Danhausen there. But, uh, brother, before we go, I do want to support uh, a couple of people that have supported us. Uh, we at, at the uh, CWE show in Regina here, ran into good buddy Jared. He's got a podcast out on Spotify called uh, PJ's Fantasy Sports Talk, talk on fantasy sports for hockey and football. Great local show on Spotify. So again, search PJ's Fantasy Sports Talk on Spotify. Give those guys a follow. And as always, our number one supporter, our biggest fan, and we're the, his biggest fans, uh, Evan at Caravan, Curion Collectibles here in Regina, 1610 Albert Street. They got pro wrestling stuff. They got horror movie stuff, Funko Pops, pop culture, old school Transformers. It's an amazing shop that needs to uh, get some more love. So stop on by, hit him up on socials. It's Caravan with a K. Check him out. Uh, yeah, Evan, Carmen, Candace, great time in Winnipeg. Nice hanging out. So so thanks for that. And again, thanks to all of you for supporting the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to my house.